This third week, we are celebrating joy. That's what the third week of Advent represents, joy. And it's something that many people, uh, including myself, I don't think take a lot of time to think about what joy actually is. Many times we can confuse it with happiness. You know, many times if you ask uh, parents or grandparents, what do they want for their children or their grandchild, they'll most likely usually say, I just want them to be happy. And then I usually respond, well, don't, don't reach so short. There should, be, there should be more than that. Then they give me a weird face. I'm like, I'm talking about joy. Joy, happiness comes and goes, but joy sustains. Joy is around even admits in the midst of suffering, there can still be joy. But do we see a lot of joy around? Or do we even see it within ourselves? The, um, the Surgeon General a few years ago declared an uh, epidemic of loneliness in this country. Many people probably missed that press conference. But he says it's a real problem that is affecting millions of Americans. Now we're not anywhere near where Japan is. Japan is uh, devastated by an epidemic of loneliness. There are some people in Japan who haven't left their apartment in like 20 years. They just get their connection by going online on the internet. They order their food, have delivered, they have no reason to leave their home. And so what do we, what can we do? Because I'm sure all of us experience it at some point, maybe within even the last week. If our screen time is somewhere around six to eight hours, there's some loneliness there. And I would say the majority of us probably have that kind of screen time. But there's something that, there's a question in today's gospel that really challenges us and that many of us probably don't even consider. Because in our society, we tend to have these two questions that are offered flipped around. Right? When John is asked, who are you? That's the first question. And then the next one is, what are you then? Right? Who be comes before what? But in our culture, how many times do we have that flipped around? Right? Many of us are probably going to Christmas parties, and how many times have we heard the greeting, well, what do you do? Right? First, maybe it's, well, what is your name, and then what do you do? And it's usually an easy way to start a conversation. What do you do? Well, I'm an engineer. Oh, you must love math. I don't like math. Oh, I love it. And then it goes on from there. But imagine posing that question at a Christmas party, asking their name, and then asking, well, who are you? I'm sure it might come across a little weird. People will be like, whoa, that, that, that's a deep question for just meeting you. It's true, it is a deep question that we all need to ask 
ourselves especially. Because in the gospel today is the first question they want to know. They don't want to know his name. They don't want to know what he does. But first, they want to know who he is. Right? And many times we don't ask this question. It is one of the great questions that has been asked throughout the centuries. It is one of those questions that requires us to dive deep into ourselves and look at our own identity, which for many, they struggle to form. And this question is proposed in the gospel today, is proposed to us through the gospel because instead of asking such a question, we tend to distract ourselves with screen time, with various uh, social media, a plethora of selection of movies or TV shows to watch, whatever it may be, little apps or games, and that eats up our time, which is our greatest asset that God gives us. You can always make more money, but you can never receive more time. Before you were formed in the womb, God has your timeline set of how long you're going to be here. It won't grow and it won't shrink if things go as planned. But that time is something we will never receive more of. And it is, it is in looking at the important things of our life, looking at ourselves and really asking who we are, does the question of meaning come into play? And it is only when we can contemplate and discover the meaning of what God has for us and for our life, that the natural fruit of that is joy. People don't realize that Advent is a, a penitential time in the liturgical calendar, much like Lent. because it is a time to prepare to come face to face with Jesus Christ. And what better way to get away from that idea and that responsibility that we're going to face Jesus than to distract ourselves or to lie to ourselves or to ignore ourselves and to ignore our relationships with others and to close in on herself. And so, yeah, we're in a time where relationships with others are most likely more difficult. It is more difficult to talk on the phone than it is to send a text message. Right? How much easier is it 
just a click, 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 send, and, and move on. And to know if you do that too much is to ask yourself, when was the last time, as you're texting, when was the last time I heard this person's voice? When was the last time we had a real conversation instead of, how are you doing? And then they answer back, good. I'm like, oh, that's good. No. We may have multiple relationships with friends and other family members where we communicate, but yet we don't talk. Meaning we don't grow in relationship and sit down and spend time. Without that, we will risk growing deeper and deeper into a loneliness And we don't want that because we are not made for that. God says he came so that we can have life and we can have it to the full. And while many times even talking to family members or friends can be difficult, it doesn't mean to ignore them altogether or to resort to just a text message every once in a while. But that is the Lord challenging us to fight for that relationship and to listen and to grow and maybe to challenge the other person to grow as well. Because as those relationships deepen, again, joy comes to life. Not happiness. Happiness can be achieved through text messages or emails, occasionally a picture. Look how everyone's doing. Oh, cool. But joy will only come when we go beyond the means of communication to means of relationship. when we can grow in knowing who somebody is, we don't really need to know the what. Because we know the who. And a good place to start is ourself. So if you think about it, if someone asked you, who are you? Well, most likely we'd say our name Okay. Well, if it ends there, do they really know you? No. Next, we'll risk um, going straight to our one's job. I'm so-and-so, this is what I do. But yet they still won't know who you are. And so this week, the gospel challenges us to be like John and to really look at who we are. That question this week, who are you? 
maybe even spend time in meditation imagining the Lord speaking to you, asking, who are you? And don't say, well, you know, so why don't you just tell me? No, that's, that's a cop-out. No. And yeah, you, we all run the risk of asking that question and being left with silence. And that could be scary. But that just tells you that we are one we haven't spent enough time getting to know ourselves, which means there's a part of us that is a stranger to ourself. But two, we have most likely spent too much time distracting ourselves. And so we can run the risk of being just like some of those in Japan who spend weeks, months in their tiny apartment. I'm not saying everyone in Japan is like that. There was a study of the people in Okinawa who live long lives because of their connections with each other and the time they spent with each other in community. But outside of this time of year, when there's different Christmas parties and things going on, think about when was the last time you had a gathering of friends, family members, a barbecue. Like they used to happen all the time. And so this week, to help us prepare for the coming of Jesus, just again ask that question. Who are you? The Lord is asking that of us. Who are you? Because in that discovery, joy will come to life. And that joy will be sustainable in any suffering, in any difficult situations, there is an underlying peace. And that is what the Lord seeks to bring. A peace that cannot be destroyed and a peace that will not go away. There's a part of us that wants that a part of us that desires for that. And a little part of us that is wondering, where is it? And so we go to Jesus and struggle to answer that question. Who are you?